Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. So today I am extremely hungover, (laughs) but very excited because I'm finally sat in the same room as my wonderful friend Tiffany. So me and Tiff met at Lancaster University where me and Kat went. So Tiff was a fresher when I was a fresher's rep and we've just been gal pals ever since. So unfortunately Kat isn't joining us today as we are both, well, I'm lucky enough that Tiff's in Sydney. So we're recording this in Sydney time. Um, So we're just going to go straight in, babe. Um, So Tiff. Introduce yourself, tell us a little about you, a little bit about you. Okay, so I obviously, as you've just said, went to uni with you um, for that year and did not stay. (laughs) (laughs) I actually actually forgot until earlier that you were only there for one year. Yeah, it's so weird, like it had such like a big impact on my life. Like here I am in Sydney, like with you. Um, But yeah, point aside, so... I'm from the southeast of England, um, Hertfordshire specifically. I was going to say, whereabouts in the southeast? Yeah, so Hertfordshire, so near London. Um, I'm 22 and I'm just about to graduate, but from Edge Hill rather than Lancaster because I transferred and I'm graduating with a first class degree Woohoo! in secondary mathematics education. And yeah, basically can be a teacher which yes. uh, technically I've already been employed as a teacher on supplies so yeah I guess I am a teacher is you're what a teacher I'm trying babe. to say mad <laughs> that is insane um yeah it actually terrifies me um <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> the thought of you teaching but here we go um so obviously this is the DPC podcast Tiffany what is your affiliation with the DPC so I am sort of, well, not sort of. I am a member of the DPC. Yeah, but kind of, <laughs> I have half of a dead parent. I've got kind free of trial. Of yes. <laughs> I'm just doing a trial one. Yeah, let's see how I feel at the end of it. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Like I didn't have to my credit card details. <laughs> no, um, it's really weird because for ages I didn't even feel like I could say that I was part of the DPC, and I still like have my doubts. So for me, it is my biological father who died but I never knew him I met him like 
less than a handful of times before us two, having no living memory of him. Um, and like, it was quite like, obviously a toxic relationship really. Um, yeah, so it's weird. So I wouldn't really even go so far as say, like, oh, my dad, because I've, I've never called him that. Like I've never spoken to him to say that to him, but- So really? You'd not, you'd not ever like, so you didn't speak to him well, you never spoke to him at all. So we had like a few conversations from, I think it was when I was about 13. And then, yeah, I don't think there was really anything after sort of like 13, 14. Um, and they like weren't like good conversations at all. Um, actually, I think he might have spoken to me when I was like 11 or 12. And then like properly when I was 13 or 14. And yeah, they weren't like positive conversations. They weren't particularly long lived. Um, it was like over Facebook Messenger. Like he found me and like messaged me. Um, but yeah, like he'd never been bothered about like seeing me really. Like he always knew where I was and never bothered to do anything about it. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's really weird. Like it was, it was a really hard one to explain because it's like, how do you sort of say to someone, oh yeah, uh, sorry, My, like, you know, I had to have extensions for a couple of deadlines, I think, or at least definitely for one. And I have to say, oh yeah, sorry, um, oh I guess, yeah, my dad's just died, but he's not really my dad, I don't know him. Um, yeah. So bizarre. It's like trying to explain to someone that a stranger, essentially, has died, but it's having a profound effect on your life. Yeah, and if you felt that like you have to add that bit in, you can't just, you can't just say my dad's died. So I feel like you always say, when I started, oh, but, and you always, like, caveat it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> shamelessly, like, I definitely have used it once or twice and just been like, my dad died with, like, no further context when, like... Work. I'm a fan of the dead parent card, babe. Yeah, like, and the dead parent card doesn't really work when you sort of then, like, extend it with, yeah, but I didn't know them. <laughs> They're yeah. essentially a glorified stranger. Um... But no, like, if it's someone that I know or, like, someone I'm sort of talking to about this, like, yeah, I always follow it with that because it's weird. Like, um, as I said, I sometimes even, like, doubt, like, do I have legitimate membership to the DPC? Like, mm. am I entitled to say that I'm in it? Like, I, as I said, it was, like, a stranger dying. But with, you know, a bit more of an effect. Yeah. I mean, he was your actual dad. Is he the same dad that your sister's got? No. Okay. So, and that's the other thing. Yeah, so my mum is married. Um... And the man she is married to has, they've been together since I think, well, it was like three or four, like, mm -hmm. so really, like, I think dad, I think he, I don't call him do you, dad. I was going to say, do you call him dad? No, um, but I think that was because, like, he, like, I don't know, mum and he always sort of, like, say, like, you know, yeah, for all sort of formalities, that's who he is, but then he was just never introduced to me as dad, like, it was... Oh, this is X, like mum's fridged or whatever. Yeah. It was, yeah. I don't even think it was like mum's park because I was like three or four. Yeah. Um, and he was my mate, and like we played football, we went to the park, and like I've, I don't think he taught me to ride a bike, I think it might be my granddad, but he might have taught me to ride a bike. Like, I definitely <laughs> would have taken the bike to park. Yeah. Um, and like the scooter and whatnot. And then, yeah, so he sort of like slowly then transitioned into more of like a dad, mm -hmm. but. It, I don't know, for me it would have been really weird to just suddenly go from calling him his name to being like, oh dad! Yeah. But like, for all intents and purposes, 
Yeah, that is the thing. Or yeah. is it for admin's yeah. sake? Yeah, for admin's <laughs> sake, like, that's who he is. But um, so I have a sister who is seven years younger than me, um, and she like they're both her parents, so she is technically my half sister. But obviously, I don't really see it like that. Like she's yeah. just just my sis. Yeah, cute. Um, so tell us, tell me what happened to your dad. Um, oh god, I feel like I should definitely know like the correct medical term. But basically he was forty one, so I was twenty one at the time. Um and he yeah, would so be hang on, so this is actually less than a year ago, isn't it? So this was October so twenty eighteen. Yeah. I think I can't believe I can't even remember the exact date. I feel like I just sort of almost like tried to put up a bit of a block to it. Mm. I know I think it was October the 4th I found out and I think it was October the 2nd that he died because um, I didn't find out straight away um, but yeah so the only reason I sort of can even place that is because I remember that it was just after the anniversary of my so I had spinal surgery when I was 15 and like I don't know sort of every year on the, when I had it like it's just I don't know it's a bit of a thing like just a reflective day and then I think it was the next day that it happened or maybe the day after that that I found out whatever um but he was in poor health sort of like always have been um and essentially it was a heart attack or some sort of heart failure I can't remember the exact terms I think one of them was cardiac arrhythmia and then I can't remember the other one mm-hmm. um which is interesting because now I have to tick the box to like has anyone in your family like died from heart problems like oh, yeah I remember I went to go like pick up a prescription and it was like oh has anything changed um like blah 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 you can't have this medication if there's like a history of like heart failure or whatever it was in your family and I was like oh my god yeah there actually is um but to be fair like it wasn't like a secret heart condition or anything like I'm not at risk it was he did loads of drugs like drank loads it's massively mm-hmm. overweight probably smoked I guess um you know poor lifestyle choices um which i do not (laughs) participate in i'm not obese (laughs) you'll be pleased to (laughs) please know not obese don't do drugs um don't you know i wouldn't say i'm a brazened alcoholic (laughs) like obviously debatable (laughs) it is a thursday and we are sat here hungover I mean, are we? I feel like I've spite. I feel like I've recovered, and you know, I'm on holiday. I would never be hungover on a Thursday in my work. You're on holiday. I'm and not you booked the day off. No, but you booked the day off. So like, got the day off work. Yeah. Totally legitimate, like celebration of friendship. Leg- legitimate alcoholism. Um, but yeah, so I'm not like at risk or anything. But that was what happened. Yeah, so it was like sudden, like not expected. It wasn't the big C. Mm. It wasn't anything like that and yeah. it's interesting because it's almost like a sort of like self-inflicted mm. thing I guess yeah so how did you feel like when you first found out like what were all the thoughts going through your head because I I can imagine that 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 moment in itself must have been such a conflicting time in your head like yeah. so many th- so many thoughts going against one another yeah it was literally bizarre so um I was at uni and it was a Thursday, I remember that, just because I remember that it was like a whole subject um, lectures, which were on Thursday. Because it was about one o'clock or something, because our lecture I think finished just before 12, and we all went for lunch, and then I was like, right, I'm going to be like, you know, fantastic human being, I'm going to get started on my deadline early, like blah, blah, blah. I was walking into the library, so I had to, like two or three messages from my mum, and I just saw that she was on her lunch, like telling me mm. something about her day, or asking me, or maybe like I've got a post at home or whatever, yeah. like... 
because um, I went to uni like 200 miles away from where I'm from like where my parents live um, but yeah and it was just thought you might like to see like thought you should see this or something it was like a screenshot of someone with the same surname as my biological dad like saying like yes it's true like my brother died like blah 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 um, and she sort of just said like call me if you need me but I was like literally walking into the library and just sort of like froze and was just like oh my god like what like I don't know were you on your own yeah um and it's weird because I it's so busy around like the library at that time of day and like on campus because it's sort of like transition time between lectures and like it's lunchtime. and I just thought like what like at first like I didn't actually really think anything Mm. um and obviously like straight away I like called her and I was like "Uh, what like I can't believe what I've just read and we sort of like went back and forth a bit and then I was like right well I don't think I can go to the library and then I started to I didn't get upset I I cried but I wasn't upset it's weird I don't know I don't know if it's like the shock maybe but like I then started crying I was saying to my mum on the phone I was like I don't know why I'm crying like I'm not upset like I don't know this person that's dying like I, I don't I don't understand and I'm really really fortunate I have got a really great support network at uni through a bunch of my lecturers and two of them in particular share an office um and being the absolute nerd that I am like I knew they <laughs> I knew they wouldn't be lecturing I knew that they weren't I know that makes me sound like a stalker sorry guys if you're listening but no like it's because it's such a small force like I knew yeah. you knew what times they were lecturing and stuff. Yeah. yeah um and like it was lunchtime anyway so I went over to their office like on the phone to my mum and then like as you go into the building the signal goes so obviously like when I turned up to their office door like I wasn't on the phone I just knocked on the door and like they like sort of went, like come in so it's a man and a woman um, and I walked in and I just went uh, uh, hello I'm really sorry and they're like you're right love like you know come in like why, why are you upset I went I'm sorry this is so weird but you know how I don't know my actual dad um, well he died and I don't know what to think or what to do I'm sorry and then just sort of cried a bit more and they were like okay like obviously it's such a weird situation I don't think they knew what to say but they obviously like straight away were like come in sit down like tissues like blah 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 and one of the other lecturers that they share an office with is in there and I sort of know her she's not my subject but she was there as well and like we were chatting and I was only there for 10 minutes before they were like oh we have to like we've both got go and do a lecture yeah and like they were like, you sure you're okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I think mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like, I just needed to sort of say it to someone, I think. Like, I was just about to walk into the library on my own. And, like, none of my friends from uni were, like, on campus. Some of them were in labs that do science. And the rest of them were, like, gone home because we didn't actually have a deadline due anytime soon. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just bizarre. And they, I don't think they knew what to say. I thought I was all right. So then... I I think the next thing I did was call you, even though you were in Australia. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't know, I think I was just at a bit of a loss of what to do. And then I ended up going into the library and just being like, is there anyone I can talk to, like, from student wellbeing? And to be honest, it was, like, a really poor... So was that on the, what, on the same day you went and asked that? Yeah, 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 like, literally about ten minutes later. Because I'd left my lecturer's office and, like, had no one on campus. I didn't really yeah. feel like I could drive. I didn't want to just go and sit in my car. Yeah. Um... 
and I don't think like I didn't want to like stress my mum out because she's like 200 miles away like what could she do mm-hmm. and on top of that also it was a really weird thing for her because like she's never had a positive relationship with him really well obviously she spontaneous but like I don't feel like she massively like I don't know like, she never said that she didn't want to hear it but like, I think in my head like I thought she wouldn't necessarily want it so I just was like I don't know what to do um so I went into the library which is where like student services are and sort of like said is there anyone I can talk to and they were like no and they were just like a bit unhelpful really mm. um and then but like you could see that I was upset or like crying or whatever and yeah. like they didn't sort of offer anything and I obviously hadn't said like what had happened and then this woman sort of I can't remember what she said to me but I just looked at her and just went no she must not I just literally found out my dad died about 10 minutes ago um and I don't really feel like I'm in a position to try um I don't yeah. really want to just go and sit in my car and cry on my own yeah. and she was like oh my god like and then they sort of they found something it was like the admin lady it was dead sweet and she like, went and got me like a cup of tea and stuff and like we went and sat and had a chat and we literally didn't even talk about it like I didn't want to mm-hmm. um I just I was going to the Lake District that weekend. She was telling me like all the different places that uh-huh. she liked up there. And then, yeah, I then saw Breeder, who has been on one of your podcasts before. Yeah, I, I used Breeder. to live with Breeder in my second year of uni, um, so it makes me so happy that she's like pals with me and Cat. Um, yes, we love her. Breeder's fab. Um, and we went for like a coffee, and I remember just sitting out by the lake near my faculty at uni, and just being like, I was definitely in shock, and I just didn't really realise it. Yeah. Then I went for coffee with a really good friend of mine who is actually at the same age as my mum, I think, potentially a year or two older from my teaching placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had like, so it's interesting because like for me, Breeder was a great one to go to because obviously like, as you know, like her dad like died suddenly um, and I thought she might actually get this. But then obviously like she had a really good relationship with her dad. so it was still like really hard to expect because like it was such a unique set of circumstances yeah. that like I just felt like there was no one else on this entire planet that yeah. knew what I was going through. Yeah. So the person that I met up with that I used to work in school, she like had this really weird situation where she sort of had like two dads, like a stepdad and um her biological dad and like mm. she didn't get on with her biological dad and stuff like that. And yeah. so I felt like she could get it from that perspective. And it's really interesting because a couple of months later we were talking and she was like I've never seen you like that because I'm literally so for like anyone who doesn't know me I'm like super loud like super chatty like 24 7 like mm-hmm. I don't ever have a minute off and she was like you just literally were spaced out just like sat there like didn't have anything to say really like mm-hmm. but then I had arranged to go and see Nikki Morgan um the former secretary of state of education mm, yeah I think that's the right order of words basically <laughs> the lady who used to be in charge of schools in the UK um, she was doing a talk at my uni and as I said like I've just graduated as a teacher um, and I've got the tickets in like July it was October at this point mm. and I'd arranged to go with my lecturer and his partner who's also a lecturer a teacher's pet. legit because I'm a nerd um, well no like I didn't like no one else in my course was going and I was like right well I'd rather go with them than like sit alone and I you know love them so it's fine yeah. um, and yeah it was the same lecturer actually who was one of the ones in the office and he'd said to me like you know I assume you won't be joining us and I was like no actually uh, I'm not just gonna go and sit at home and just like sit there and think about it so I went along to this talk ended up like hobnobbing with Nikki Morgan and like having a chat at the end and like she was actually do you know what despite the fact that she's like not necessarily someone that I'm on the same political agenda as and Whatnot. She was actually really nice. And she did, was you really tell, did you tell her that your dad just died? 
I actually didn't, and that surprised me because I feel like that's the sort of thing that I'd normally say. Well, my dad just died. But I came to your talk anyway. Yeah. I love teaching. Um, <laughs> no, I actually didn't. I was thinking this actually earlier because I knew that I was going to mention that I just sort of carried on as normal for that day. But then, yeah, from that point on, sort of obviously things changed. Like I didn't go to a couple of lectures and stuff. And mm. But yeah, so that was sort of how that day panned out and like it's really interesting like the lect one of the lecturers that was in the office that i was talking to i said something about like this is ridiculous like i don't know why i'm sort of crying i'm not upset like i don't know this person like that that he means nothing to me and she's like yeah but you've had this relationship with him i was like no i haven't like i don't know him she's like yeah but he's had a role in your life like yeah. and you've held so much anger and resentment and mm. yeah so like still a lot of emotions involved in that yeah relationship non-existent relationship exactly like which i'd never really considered before and then she sort of said to me she like it was really it was like almost like profound she was like no this will be like the beginning of the rest of your life now she's like every like it will massively change things for you mm. and it's interesting because she has and i think that was like the big thing for me i had made the decision when we sort of spoke when i was like 13 or 14 that i didn't want to see him and like, you know, whenever I told someone about, like, my family situation or whatever, they'd say, oh, like, do you think you'll see him in the future? Yeah. And I was like, mm, probably not. Like, I never had any interest in it. But I was a girl who had never met her dad and was choosing not to meet her dad. And I suddenly yeah. had become the girl who would never meet her dad. Yeah. And I had no control over that. And I'm a massive control freak. So I think that was actually, looking back on it, the biggest thing that, like, threw me with the whole thing. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, suddenly I had no choice. Mm. And like, it was this thing of like, oh my God, like, do I have regrets? Do I regret having, like, would I change it? Would I go back and meet him? And like, all these yeah. different things that like, came to the surface. And would you? Um, nah, to be honest, like, they always sort of say, don't they, that like, no one cares until like, you're dead or whatever. But mm. I'm still sort of like, I'm not gonna like give a sympathy. Yeah, like actually, I've got such regrets. Like I wish I formed a relationship. Like mm. because actually, I'm not lacking anything in my life. Yeah, true. Like true. maybe if I was in a position where I didn't have a good family at home anyway, like maybe that would be different. But and also like from what I've heard now, like sort of on the other side, like it was probably for the best that we didn't have a relationship. Like. Mm -hmm and the, like the circumstances like in which he died and stuff like he wasn't a very like stable person um and like i don't i still can't decide whether it would have been easier or not to have known and like had a relationship with him when he died like because mm. i remember at one point i sort of thought maybe it would have been because i would have had someone to grieve for and... yeah that's what yeah i think I mean, it would be twofold, right? Like, it would make it easier in terms of you wouldn't have all these conflicting thoughts because you just know that yeah. my dad died and I should be sad about it. But then it would be really sad. Whereas yeah. now you're like, my dad died. I don't know if I can be sad about this. And then that adds a, com like a complete other layer of yeah. complexity. It was bizarre. And like, God, it was... I can't remember the exact phrase I googled, but literally I think it was that night when I got home or maybe the next day, because I took the day off uni, I googled like, I think it was something like, my dad died and I didn't know him, 
what should I feel or something like that. Like I genuinely like was actually it, yeah. yeah, but I was like under the belief that like I potentially might be like the only person in the world that this had happened to because like, I did not know anyone else in that situation. Like I knew so many people who were part of the DPC, but it was always really Have they all had great relationships with the parents or at least a relationship. A relationship exactly. And yeah, it was just it was bizarre. Like and I remember Googling it and then seeing actually there was a whole host of people because mm. like absent fathers are obviously a lot more common than absent mothers and there was this whole host of people talking on this like sort of blog or whatever it was in the comments section about it and I thought oh my god like there were other people and then like the more that I sort of spoke about it like once I sort of gotten not gotten over it but like you know like once I was in a position where I felt like I could talk about it yeah and, like not be weird because I you've got your thoughts clearing yeah, your head yeah I was going to say like I feel like at first I didn't I couldn't really talk about it because I didn't really know what I thought but then mm. once I had like some time to process everything like I've heard of at least three or four other people who have been in that same situation that like I've either met like briefly or I have been told about like you know one of my really good friends her best friend from high school was in the same position um, and like things like that like mm. and actually it's more common but it's just like a, I feel like it's a really unspoken part of grief. Like, yeah. it's bizarre because, like, I suppose, you know, good thing about the DPC is like everyone's there for each other. But as I said, I didn't even feel like. You're, that you could be legitimately part of the DPC. Yeah, because yeah. I, everyone in the DPC was, you know, sort of like grieving for like their parent that they'd lost and like never been able. Like, I feel like quite a lot of people, like, if a parent, like, Dies, whatever, and like particularly if they're young, or whatever. It's like, oh my god, like I never imagined my life without them. I never imagined like. Whereas, yeah, you never imagined your life with him. So, yeah. like, what had this changed? Like, yeah. it was so bizarre, so bizarre. Gosh. So during that time, so out of all those people that you spoke to and turned to for advice at the time, is there anything that particularly stood out? Like, is there one piece of advice or? What something that someone said that was kind of like the most valuable thing to you, or like really, or you that you can think of that's like that was really helpful. Yeah, to be honest, I think it was probably when my lecturer said about the fact that like you can't knock the fact that you did have a relationship with this man, whether you sort of like she was like, oh, what was the phrase that she? I think she said something like perhaps it was unknowingly, but like you did have a relationship with him mm. in the sense that there was a very strong emotional one. She was like, I yeah. don't think you'd realised until all of this happened, just how much resentment and anger you had about the whole situation. I think that was it. Like it just, it was a can of worms. Like there was a solid like couple of weeks where things were really tricky because not only was it, okay, right, this man who is my dad, but I don't know, has died, like how mm. do I deal with this? suddenly I'm thinking about like my entire life and the fact that like you know he always knew where I was and like never thinking like all this resentment coming to the surface yeah. and having no one to direct it to anymore yes true and then family coming out of the woodwork I as in your dad's family yeah so like I never knew any of them and suddenly I've got like this whole new he had three brothers um two of whom got in contact with me and there was like all sorts of problems going on there honestly it was jeez like a, friggin sitcom or something like yeah. I still I still sort of talk to one of the brothers like I want to say talk I don't not talk to him but like you know we have each other on social media now like the options there to go and meet them at some point 
which I've invited to a couple of times. Really? Did you think? Do you think you would meet them? Um, I don't know. At first, I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally down for that," and then I couldn't do that day in the end anyway. But I don't know whether I would have backed out of it or not. Mm. I don't know. It's it's a really, really weird one because like, I spoke to my mum about it, and she was like, "Well, I, I don't think I want to go." Like, it's and obviously, like, I think throughout this whole thing, like particularly those like first two weeks I was 200 miles away from home like mum and I like didn't get to have like a face-to-face conversation for it, about it for ages and I think I then instead of directing a resentment for like all of these things towards him because I couldn't anymore I think I then possibly did start to direct some of it towards my mum mm-hmm. which was totally unfair she hadn't done anything and also like I think in my head like she wasn't reacting the way I wanted her to but Equally, I think I told you how I wanted her to react. There, yeah. there was no right answer. I think no matter what she, yeah. however she dealt with it, would have been wrong in my eyes. Yeah. And I also didn't consider and had to be told a few times by like different people. Like remember that like this is probably like challenging for your mum even if she's not saying anything. Like you know, like in the same way that you don't know how to feel, she probably doesn't know how to feel. Like you know. Obviously, at one point, like, she thought she loved him or whatever. Like, you know, they had a kid. Yeah. Like, but then, I don't know. And, like, we've not really spoken extensively about that. And, like, I don't know that we ever will, unless she listens to this. <laughs> Whether this opens a conversation, I don't know. But, like, I don't think, like, obviously, you just, personally, I found that I became quite, like, self-absorbed about it in that sense. And, like, it was just really weird. And, like, I sort of couldn't really talk to my mum about it without turning into an argument yeah but yeah so like I sort of yeah like new family sort of link turn up and like yeah it's just very interesting like you know I think eventually I probably will meet them um it's just about finding like a time that works for me like because I was in my final year of uni like I said when all this happened I just think like emotionally I could not find it in me to like deal with meeting this whole new family and forging all these relationships. Did you go to the funeral? No. Did you get invited to the funeral? So what was the crap around that? Uh, It wasn't really a proper funeral. Um, No one wanted to step up and pay for it or anything, so it's not one of those state ones. Um, I was given the date and time. I was at uni, and I'd been like, "Mm, I'm not going down for it. And even if I had been at home, I don't know if I would have gone. I didn't Mm. really have any sort of desire. Like When I got given the date, I was a bit like, ugh. And like I did speak to, so basically this is probably a good time to mention this. So um, when I was at uni, I then ended up speaking to one of the uni counsellors about all of this. Yeah, because like obviously I was far away from home. As I said, it was like so uni- she was one of the uni counsellors. You said yeah, yeah, she's so nice. She's honestly absolute game changer. Dream love her. her. Honestly, like I would start hands off for her. Um, but no, so like she. She's just one of the uni counsellors, but like, you know, complete dreamboat, absolutely like love her. Like she was amazing. Everything I think I like needed at that point. But um so I started seeing her because obviously it was a bit of a contentious subject between mum and I. Like I couldn't I didn't really feel like I could like talk to her like openly and honestly because like obviously we both had our own individual issues surrounding everything. Um which at the time I don't think I realised was like super mm. normal. And I was a bit like, oh my god, like I feel like I was like Jeremy Carl show, like yeah. but actually it's totally normal, particularly like in a family sort of situation, like dynamic like that, or yeah. family, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, she said to me, 
like obviously if you don't go to the funeral that's like it like you need to really consider like do you want to do you think you get anything out of it like mm-hmm. and it was it and i came to the conclusion that actually i didn't think that i had anything to get out of it like i didn't know if anyone was going like i didn't want to meet all of these people and have any questions mm. and be like who are you or whatever i just yeah god i can't even imagine that must that must if it was going to happen be just like one of the weirdest experiences ever just like all these strangers in the room and everyone's like who is this girl and you're like i'm his daughter yeah and like it's really interesting because there's another girl who's in the exact same position as me because i wasn't his only kid wow she do you know her no um i sort of reached out but not had anything back which is fine everyone handles these things in her in their own way i think she will be 18 in winter maybe yeah um she doesn't like i've sort of connected enough to find out enough like about where she lives and stuff Mm. and she doesn't live anywhere near me um but like i think that was also really hard i feel like i sort of was like oh yeah i'm not bothered that like she doesn't want to see me but i think like it almost felt a bit like a rejection and on top of that in my mind she was the only person who knew how you were feeling yeah and i could speak to her about it yeah. but yeah i don't know i don't know i don't think that she went i'm not entirely sure yeah. i don't know as i said i don't know anything about the situation she doesn't got a bloody clue about anything <laughs> literally i don't know anything, <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Um, so like, we spoke a bit about your relationship with your mum and how that kind of changed over that time but what about um, any relationships with friends did it affect or change any of those relationships either positively or negatively yeah I mean I'm almost like dubious to say this I don't know if this person will listen to it and like they will definitely know who they are if they are listening Um, and I've never had this conversation with them so it'll be very interesting but I remember saying to them, because they were sort of meant to be my best friend at uni, but um, I don't know, we had a bit of a strange friendship. Um, I remember just like texting them being like, oh, I just feel a bit like crap. And they literally said, why? And I think it was about three days after. Maybe like, it was definitely like less than a week and did after. They know? Yeah. And I was like, um, the fact that like, my dad just my dad died. died. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's the weather. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that little thing that happened um and yeah she was like i can't remember exactly what she said but it was something like oh um i don't really know what to say mm-hmm. and now i feel bad and that was a oh. real turning point i sort of was just like no do you know what i can't be bothered because how dare you put upon me that mm-hmm. you feel bad yeah like, you feel bad imagine how i'm feeling about exactly, this situation. exactly yeah like we're sort of like on more friendly terms now like we do text every now and then but that i think that was a real turning point because we already were having like issues mm-hmm. i think for me that was when i was just like do you know what i've supported you at different points you really let me down here when i need it and like obviously it was really tricky and like how do you i remember calling so i'm really really lucky i've got a really extensive like strong group of friends and there were sort of five girls in particular that I felt like I owed it to tell um on that first day that it happened I then became more open and told more and more people around me but these five girls in particular have been friends of mine since I was in secondary school like one of them we worked out the other day we've been friends for half her life like it's nuts Um, and I just remember like calling them all individually 
Also, I can't count. There's six of them. Wow. <laughs> I'm a math teacher. Shocking. Wow. Um, bands. No, so I just remember like calling them, like putting in the group chat, being like, "Girls, I'm gonna call all of you like individually, like, you know, like this is like sort of like for me, like don't basically don't tell each other." Yeah. Um, yeah. Like something's happened, like don't worry too much, but like I do really need to talk to you all. Like this isn't just me calling for a catch up. Like so, if you see me ring, please mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being like, um, so also like, you know about my dad. Um, so you rang all of them separately and told them the same the same thing. Yeah, I don't think I put in a group chat for them. I definitely put in a couple of group chats like for some of my other like friendship groups like eventually, just sort of like an FYI. Because the thing is, is that like there was people where I was just I feel like there are people that still don't know this about me. Like I'll share this podcast and they'll be like, oh yeah, because it just doesn't come up in conversation. It was a really awkward thing. I didn't feel like I could just. You know, I, I wasn't going to post something on Facebook about it, was I? Like, do you know how like, people sort of announce deaths these days, like on Facebook sometimes, like, particularly in a situation like that? But I, I couldn't do that. But also, I just I felt weird, like, just starting a conversation with, oh, hi, um, blah, 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 my dad that I don't know died, yeah. um, just as an FYI. But, like, I felt like I owed it to the girls because we've been friends for years and, like, they've sort of they were there like you know when he messaged me and things like that and I just it was so weird I remember saying like I just didn't know how to approach that um and I don't know like it's such a weird conversation opener like mm. oh uh I, I think I just remember phrasing it as like I think I'm fine I don't particularly want to talk about it right now but just an FYI I know it's actually not that relevant because I don't know him and he hardly ever comes up in conversation but just like I don't know I didn't I said to them I didn't want to like be sat there and like someone like because his name was like kind of like distinctive if there was a character in a tv show called that name like someone might not take the mick out of it which we all used to (laughs) it's not a great name um but then I didn't want them to do that and then me be like, oh, that's fine, like last year he died, I just didn't tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, you're it right. was so weird because, like, obviously, like, if you're in a sort of like standard family situation where a parent dies, like, obviously, it's kind of obvious and like kind of relevant to your life. Obviously, yeah. Which is kind of very relevant to your life. Yeah, um, exactly. But, like, for me, like, it was so irrelevant. Like, I literally had probably gone, like, yeah, like I think some of them, like, kind of forgot that is my stepdad is not actually my real dad because yeah. I I say like my parents were because he's been about around for most of your life well yeah like none of my friends from school have ever known me when he's not been part of my life so like if you come around tips like it's mum um sister and stepdad but like yeah. yeah I think there are definitely people who like didn't realize that and don't notice like once I didn't call him dad and I called him by his name yeah but yeah so it's so weird like it's just such a weird thing like I literally, I remember texting some of my friends about it, like, about a week or two later, just being like, FYI, I thought you should know, mm-hmm. just in case it ever comes up in conversation, I don't want to be like, oh, by the way, a year ago that happened, I just never bothered telling you because it seems irrelevant to my life. Yeah. I don't know. Very bizarre. Because you're, like, telling people, so I could imagine you, like, wanting to tell people to be like, so this is why, like, if I'm sad, this is why I'm sad, but also... By adding that caveat, like we discussed earlier, it's like, but, you know, I'm not going to be as sad as you might think I would be because... Yeah. It's so bizarre. Mm. And, like, I remember having... Like, the worst thing was, was, like, 
not the worst, I'm like, you know, that makes it sound really bad. I had to have a discussion with my head of year at uni. So the way my coursework was, there was a head of academic year one, two, and three. Mm. Um, and they were all in the secondary education department, but like year one's lead, I think she's like MFL, year two was English, year three was the science. And they yeah. were all like the course leaders for those particular specialisms. So my year leader this year was head of science and like I'd never really met him and I didn't know him. And I think this was like my second conversation with him. And I had to be like, oh, by the way, like, can I not come to a lecture tomorrow? Can I have a couple of extensions here and there? Just because, like, I had to, the reason I wanted to get started on deadlines early was because I had, like, plans, like, later in the month. Yeah. Like, I couldn't move. Like, I went away and stuff like that. And, like, I was going home, I think, to see Nikki Flanagan? No, Michael Matt, I don't know. I was going home for, like, a oh. gig or whatever. Um, so I knew already that I was going to need extensions because I wasn't getting, I, I literally, there was a solid, like, week or two where I got, like, nothing of value done. Mm. Um, because every time I went to go and sit in the library, like obviously it'd be silent, and my like thoughts would just like oh, whirl around. Honestly, I found being back in the library one of the worst experiences ever. Like trying to do this last coursework that I just could not do. Yeah. Because I like I'd missed all the lectures because I was like driving home loads of stuff. So it was just the and I literally would sit in the car after. I'd ring my mum from my car and I'd just sit and cry for like half an hour. Oh god. It's man. so stressful. Really? Yeah, it's bizarre because like I'd feel like I was fine or whatever at home or like if I was with my friends. And, yeah. And then like I'd go to the library and be like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm in a position where I could be productive. Mm. But then I'd sit there and then because like I'm not going to lie to you, mathematical modelling, bit dry. <laughs> I wasn't like I interested mean... in doing my course, I got it. So because of that, like my mind would naturally sort of wander. Yeah. But we'd wander to that and then wander like, to death. Yeah, yeah, legit. Like that's you know a great topic. But no, so like, I had to like sit down first of all, like explain the family sort of like situation to him. Be like, okay, so like <laughs> my mum and my biological dad like are together, mm. haven't been together, like blah blah blah, and like that was like the worst because. I felt like I had to put all of my vulnerabilities out there straight away with this man. Like, luckily now, like, you know, he was such a great support during it all, um, as were the other two lecturers. They collectively, between the three of them, probably spent upwards, I'd say, of like 30 hours talking to me for the rest of that term. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'd just turn up and just be like, I just need to talk. Like, mm. I just need, it sometimes it wouldn't even necessarily be about that, but I'd just be like, oh, like, blah, 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 this, 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 and this. And like, they'd just sit in, like, they, they were great. Um, That's so nice. But yeah, like now, like my head of year, like we're like Bezo mates, like literally love him. Like I'm buzzing to go to graduation just to see like him and be like, oh my god, like have you missed me? Like because you're such a little teacher's pet. It's amazing. I legit am. Like I'm shamelessly one. Like I literally <laughs> don't even care. Um, but the other thing actually was I lodged during my first semester mm. this year, and I had been living there for I think three weeks when this happened. And obviously, as I said, like I made phone calls to friends and stuff. Um, I think it was also me that like told like my mum's brother and stuff what had happened. And I didn't want like so like my lodging situation was I lived with this couple who were like literally absolute huns. But at this one I didn't really know them. Um, yeah. I didn't know them before I moved in. They just had like a spare room and like whatnot. Um, so I literally just sort of grabbed. So I'm just gonna call them like the husband and the wife. I mean, I don't really know why that's sad, but like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I grabbed the wife and just sort of said, FYI, like, if you walk past my room and you hear me talking about how my dad's died, um, it literally like happened today. Um, 
but I didn't know him. Like, I'm fine. Just uh, I need to sort of make some calls and tell like my best friends and stuff. Mm. But just like I don't need to think that I'm just sat up in my room like having lost. Not talking to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it was so weird because I don't even, I don't know if they knew that I had a stepdad at that point or anything. Like, because mm. I don't know, it's just not the conversation you go in with when you like move into someone's house. Like, hi, nice to meet you. Um, so here's my family dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> but like, here's twenty one years of history. <laughs> legit. So like, we like obviously they know a lot more about it now because classic me like end up being better mates with them as well. Like literally, they come to my graduation, which just makes me so happy. That is the cutest thing. Legit, like I get like these little messages like our third daughter, like our two grown up daughters. And oh stuff, my god! And, like, their granddaughter is like my best friend. She is seven. I'm gonna say that really confidently. I'm pretty sure she's seven. I can't remember if she's just turned six or if she's turned whatever. But she, um, you know. She's my little chum. And Cutie. She calls me like her best friend and stuff. And like, it's just adorable. And oh. Yeah. So like, it's fine now, but it's just, it's one of those things like death and like grief and stuff does not care about where you are in your life. Like, mm. it, there was no way of getting around having to explain this to people that didn't really know me, but had to know because of the circumstances. Yeah. Which was like awful. Yeah. But I think... I wonder if because I think you you speak quite well about it now, and um, I wonder if that's because you've had you were fortunate enough to have so many people that you could go and talk to about it that you had a lot of practice saying it. Did you find that it got easier as you were talking it out through with different people? Because like I know for me, the first time I told someone my dad died, I was I I couldn't I couldn't physically say it mm. you know a couple of days in you start to just be able to say like my dad died and this is how he died blah blah and obviously now I speak about it almost every day <laughs> so I can easily talk about it now yeah I think as I said I'm really lucky to have such like an extensive like support mm. network around me like my landlady for next year she refers to me as like a people collector yeah I love um, that. And, like, I don't know, I think that possibly comes from, like, sort of, my, I don't know, I don't really know where it comes from, but just I am super social, like, and I try, I don't know, just make quite a lot of, like, I guess, like, meaningful friendships and, like, relationships yeah. with people around me. So I do think, like, talking about it was probably made easier, like, literally just because you have to retell the same story, like, 20 times. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, I don't know. But then equally, like, I was so Sam and I were sort of were talking about the fact that we were recording earlier today when we were walking around Sydney, and um, like I said, like it's really like we were sort of like talking about it over brunch, and like Sam was asking me a couple of questions, and she said like, oh, um, how do you like feel about it now? Like when you look back on like the day that you found out and stuff, I said I feel so distant from it. It feels like an out of body experience. Like I don't look at that day and think that. Like, I went through that. Like, it's mad, though, because it was only nine months ago. Like, yeah. it was nine months ago, and you're already like, that didn't happen to me. But that this they, it might be something, though, because it's only nine months ago, like, it might even be something that next year or the year after, you're like, oh, that no, that did happen to me. That was all very real. Yeah. You know, so this, I mean... Yeah, I don't know if I'm like... Don't put a downer on it, but the worst could be yet to come, though. It could be. I could be in like total denial that this has happened, but I don't know. I feel like it actually like really like kickstarted like a massive change in my life. Like I was saying to you, yeah. like, I feel like I'm a completely different person 
who I was when that happened. Yeah. Like, so for a bit of context, like, I've lost like three stone, like, I started going to the gym. Like, I say that I'm physically and mentally like such a stronger person than I was then. Yeah. On top of that, I became a lot more like, oh, I don't know what the phrase is. Like, I became a lot more like, why can I not think of the word? Like, when you um, do things for you. Selfish. Yeah, like, <laughs> so. Self-care. Yeah, like, selfish, like, in a good way. I did become a lot more selfish in a good way. Like, I wouldn't... I've always been the worst for, like, doing things for other people. Yeah. And, like, at, but to the point where, like, it's a detriment to myself. And actually, I just got to the point after that happened, and I was just like, whoa, like, I'm number one here. Like, I need to yeah. start doing things for me. And, like, it literally, like, as I said, like, that person from uni, their reaction of, like, oh, that makes me feel bad. Like... That, hearing that again, I'm like, it makes me so angry. Legit, like, how did you think that was the right answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, that's literally like someone just being like, the fact that you're talking to me about your dead parent makes me feel shit. Yeah, it was a really... But the thing is... That, that, can like, be, that can be really damaging as well for people because then that, that can be the thing that stops them from speaking to anyone yeah. else. Because it's, it's bad. Like, we already feel guilty enough and, like, we already worry enough that we're like making people like yeah. annoying people or making people like sad or pissed off yeah so when someone actually says I feel bad <laughs> I'm like, oh shit I know I kind of forgot that happened until we were speaking about it um, you can wipe that one from my memory but yeah like I don't know like it just kicks out a load of things like I became like much more like selfish and was just like do you know what like I'm doing things for me so yeah girl teaching maths um, we get like sort of financial gift shall we say from the government um and i got my first payment of that which was like a decent amount of money i think it was like three days after i found out yeah and instead of doing something sensible like starting to pay off like my student overdraft or something or you know saving it for a deposit for a flat or whatever i went (laughs) do you know what one of my best friends lives in australia this isn't actually sam i worked in a school alongside an Australian Burn. at this point like I didn't know if you were even going to be in Australia yeah look, I, didn't, I didn't know where I was going to be um, but no so this girl moved away the year before so this was like October 2018 she moved away in November 2017 back to Australia because her visa ran out and we've sort of always said like oh I'll come to Australia to visit you like I've never been to Australia this was the kickstarter I was like do you know what when I'm 41 I could drop dead and wow, I might have paid off my overdraft when I was 21 instead of waiting an extra year. So I just went, nah, I'm gonna book a flight to Australia. So I did it, like picked the dates that we looked at like when she wouldn't be teaching in Australia, literally picked my route, like where I wanted to do my layover. And then I called my mum and was like, oh, FYI, I've literally just blown the, the entire first bursary payment pretty much on um, a flight to Australia to go and see. And she was obviously yeah. really proud. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yay. No, to be fair, I think my mum actually didn't react as badly as one might expect from that. Yeah. I think she was a bit like, oh, Tiffany could have paid off a bit of but Yeah, it's more like a typical Tiff kind of thing. Yeah, and then, but it's just gotten worse from then on out. Like, I'm doing five yeah. continents this summer. You like, there's def- no you, stopping me. You've definitely got more YOLO. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Like, but literally, like, it's so true. Like, we would not be talking today if it wasn't true that YOLO. Like, you do yeah. literally only live once. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I and like it made me really reflect. Like the counselor that I saw, like we spoke about it, and like she sort of said, like, what does it make you feel? Like forty one, like you know, that was younger than her. That's younger than like a lot of like yeah. people I work with. Like she's like forty one, like 
what do you hope to achieve by then? Like, what what's going to make you happy? Yeah. Like, that's what you need to take from this. That, like, okay, fine, you probably won't because you've not got like the same like issues with substances like he did. But if you did die at forty one, how are you going to make sure that like you've lived a life that's worthwhile? Yeah. Like, and that was it. Like, it was a massive reflective point for me, and I was like, you know what? I have always enjoyed traveling. Like, so for me, I've just been like, yeah, I could save up my money and get like a new car, which I definitely need because my car is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I was like, because like most people in my course, that's what they use anniversary for, like get a decent car or like yeah. someone to put down like deposits on flats or whatever. And then there's me like, nah, I'm going to um, California to visit a friend, Australia to visit a friend, I'm going to Morocco. Like I just literally have just basically blown it all and travelling. Yeah. And and zero regrets. Like, and that's it. Like that's no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> not even a single letter. <laughs> but no, like, and I just I became so much more like. I'm just gonna do things. Like I literally got a matching tattoo with a girl that I've known for like three months, like after this had happened. YOLO. But yeah, it's just I don't know, that's even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it does, it did really like change my outlook on life, I think. And I think. Subliminally, I was thinking about this when we were walking earlier, I didn't say it to you. Like, I wonder if, because part of the like referral to the counselling thing, I had to like, go to student wellbeing, like have this like assessment thing. And they recommended this thing called the Active Wellbeing Programme at my uni runs, where you get to go to the gym for free. Yeah, um, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, so you do like, I think it's like six weeks, but then if you like, or maybe it was ten, I can't remember. But like once you like graduated from the course, like so if you like regularly went to the gym during that time, yeah. they gave you six months free membership to, um for like and it's like it's called like the black membership, like it was like yeah. the premier one where you could go like any time of day. You got PT entitlement every week, um you could That's go to so all the classes. Good. So I like took up yoga, um and like I partly do wonder because at first I was like, Oh god no, like, I don't go to the gym, like blah blah blah. But like now I love it and I can't imagine not going. But I wonder if that was because, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, do you know what? Like, maybe I do need to, like, watch things like that because mm. I don't want to die when I'm 41. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want, I mean, I'm, I don't want kids. I'm not wanting kids for years and years, but, you know, people always say, oh, you might change your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Person. So say, like, I do change my mind because I have met the right person. Also, if you're listening and you're the right person, like, <laughs> <laughs> please make yourself known. <laughs> <laughs> It's me! <laughs> but, like, if I did have kids, like, I don't want them to be in the DPC for something that would yeah. be so avoidable. Yeah. Like, there's, that's such, like, a pointless death. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
you can't help it if you if you get cancer you can't help like certain things but like I suppose like addiction is an illness but like away from that I suppose I suppose you could say like the pouring and stuff is like an addiction to like bad food but I don't know it just it feels a lot more avoidable than say you know having cancer yeah because yeah it because, exactly because you know you don't really have a say over whether you get cancer or not yeah like, but those are the things you can control yeah like but also I do think that like exercising really like changed my mindset and like it was really interesting it's transformative oh my god like literally and like so me and Sam went to CrossFit yesterday in Sydney Woo-hoo! for the first time I said to Sam I was like right I'm gonna come with you and see if I can like enjoy CrossFit and then maybe I'll join them and make CrossFit friends um, but it's like that's something that I would literally have never done this time last year or even yeah. like before October like when all of this happened like I would never have put myself out there and going to a class which like included like lifting weights and stuff like mm. full of people I didn't know like yeah. oh, oh my god that would, like, would have been my worst nightmare yeah. but it was fantastic because like it was almost like having extra counselling because I as I said, the PT entitlement. There was a specific PT that is like recommended for the active well-being like clients. Uh-huh, okay. Because she has like a background in like well-being and stuff, um, and she like is like the coordinator for the program. So, so I had her, and like I'd see her once or twice a week, and like when we were working out, like we would just talk. Yeah. Like we would talk about things like that, and like they say, don't they? Like it's really important. Like they're trying to like, offer like um, services for like men and stuff because if you're not sitting face to face you're so much more likely to be honest and like start talking about emotions and things yeah. so like that's why they say like men's like pts or like sport coaches and like barbers and stuff like get like the full story from them usually yeah and it's so true like oh my god like, like my pt she was such a babe like she literally like knew everything about me by the end of this like yeah. program because it just all came flooding out like you know i'm on the blooming rowing machine like yeah. so uh <laughs> crying or rowing literally um but yeah Obviously, you've been through this whole, like, nine months of discovery in terms of, like, your, like, your own self and happiness, but also, um, like, your thoughts and feelings around your dad's death, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make sense of it. If you were to come across someone today that had just had the same thing happen to them, what would you say to them? Like exact same circumstances. Yeah. So if okay. like I'm I mean, not just a new DPC member, but like no. same circumstances as me. Yeah. So someone in and I'll say and in particular, like yourself, because I think the the trickiest thing, like it sounds as though the trickiest thing was navigating that. Oh, but you know I didn't know him. So yeah, if someone that wasn't close to their parent or maybe they didn't know their parent and they. They've just found out their post died. What would you say to them? How would you? What advice would you give? I think it's that sort of like trying to not almost punish yourself. Like you've already gonna like undoubtedly like been through so much. Like I don't think I quite realised until all of this happened how much I did like hold within me like about the. I suppose it's almost like abandonment, isn't it? Like, well, it's precisely that. But, like, don't punish yourself anymore by being like, okay, I must get on with my life straight away because I didn't know this person. I'm not entitled to grieve. I'm not entitled Mm. for anything. I I don't know that I'd say that I grieved. Not for him, maybe. Someone did say to me that, like, I was probably grieving for, like, sort of, like, could have been. And, like, 
future possibilities. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just like, don't just sit there and be like, oh, okay, well, it, it's fine because I didn't know them, like, blah, blah, blah. Because it, oh my God, it, like, it's not. <laughs> like, yeah. It really isn't. And that's, like, totally fine. And, like, don't feel like you need to explain to anyone, I think, like, why it's not fine. Like, yeah. I think I found that really difficult, like, justifying why I felt the way I did. Mm-hmm. Because, actually, you don't need to justify it. Like, whether yeah. you knew them or not, like it's point aside like whether you're grieving for a person or the idea of what that person might, might have been yeah and like it, it is it's been like a new part of my life where like there's no more what ifs or like potential in the future like that chapter is closed like i will not meet him i will not know him and that's fine mm-hmm. like that is just part of life and that is like getting on with it and like i think it is also important like not to dwell and not to not to forget those around you because there's probably like quite a complex set of circumstances that have led to you being estranged from this parent Mm -hmm. and yes okay like ultimately you are number one in this time but like my regrets would definitely be like probably like the way I treated my mum like to be fair like I don't know if I treated her that badly in person like or whether I'm making it worse than it was Mm -hmm. but like I shouldn't have been any way towards her because it wasn't her fault like you know she didn't like go out and kill (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't none of this was her fault none of this was her doing like I think it's really easy to forget that that like I think it's really easy to be selfish but in the wrong way and be like well I'm the only person this could possibly be affecting like you know and like I regret not like checking to see if like my younger sister like sort of was feeling anything about it because she was like dealing with my moods and stuff I don't know I think yeah I think definitely make sure not to like forget about those around you obviously you are the priority but like don't be too self-absorbed in that sense and then also yeah don't justify to anyone whether you're upset or not like you just feel what you feel like you're as entitled to as anyone else to feel some sort of grief or some sort of emotion because you're not a robot and like you know what even if you don't know this person it's true like you will withhold so many emotions you'll be in an emotional relationship with that person whether you know it or not and once that happens you know that you were and it all comes flooding out and that's fine you're allowed to like feel that and don't be embarrassed actually i felt i felt that sometimes i felt embarrassed to be like oh this is my dynamic at home it's not my fault it's and like i'd almost feel like oh my god like maybe they're judging my mum even if they were like oh my god like that is definitely not their place Mm. like you know these things happen like but isn't it mad though that like even in your own grief you um like you're still thinking about like oh but people like why are people going to be judging me like, we should never be made to feel like people are judging us, especially when we're literally, gre- like, when when we're grieving. Yeah, it was, like, bizarre, because I remember, like, not wanting to say, like, oh my god, it's like I said, like, with my head of year being like, oh my god, I've got to, like, explain, like, my family dynamic. Yeah. Before then, sort of, 
following it with oh and then he dies <laughs> like, yeah the end plot twist plot twist he just dies it's like a season of a tv show has been cancelled like yeah. this season and just start making episodes or like yeah. when someone gets fired from like eastenders and they can't yeah. get they have to kill them off yeah um, but no like it's so weird like and like no one oh my god like why would anyone judge me for the fact that my biological dad decided he didn't want anything to do with me at such a young age like what you know yeah okay fine like kids are well annoyed and like toddlers in particular but like i'm sure it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't well my annoyed. fault <laughs> but you know i think yeah so definitely sort of what i take from it is don't don't harbor any sort of like negative feelings towards yourself or towards the other parent that you do know yeah or any siblings or whatever but also don't be so self-absorbed that it's at the detriment to others because actually yeah you aren't going to be the only person feeling something mm-hmm. about this and actually also final one find someone who's not involved jeez that was yeah. like the heart that was the bit i think the counseling and probably like talking to my academics was the most beneficial thing i could have done really yeah because like so they because what you think that they they didn't have any like emotional stake in what was happening yeah whether, whether they felt any kind of emotion towards you or the family or whatever yeah like obviously i'd say my academics probably had some sort of emotion towards me because like yeah. we're a very small class like uni was like 25 of us it was like yeah. being at school so we did know them really well but they didn't have they don't know my family at all they don't know my mum they yes. don't know yeah anything about it so it was very sort of subjective from them wait is that the right word subjective i don't know i teach maths not english mm-hmm. basically they didn't like come out from an objective, angle objective, I don't know um, we both do maths <laughs> <laughs> can you tell where's Kat she did, she did yeah she'd be able Kat to tell you um, but no but yeah like because even you'd even think that possibly like talking to like, my best friends from school or whatever like would be very much like they wouldn't have any feelings towards this man because they didn't know him or whatever but they sometimes like my best friends would tell me like stuff that i like didn't necessarily want to hear like if i moaned them about like something my mum had said about the situation mm. they all know like my mum so they'd be like oh yeah but tiff like yeah it's not easy for your mum for xyz and like that just wasn't what i wanted to hear like yeah. it was true i'll give them credit where it's due but like having someone who wasn't involved that i could just like rant at and have, they had no opinion on the situation yeah. was just the most valuable thing. I didn't really talk to anyone on Father's Day this year. Um, Father's Day's always been a bit like me. Like, yeah, it was your first... Oh, yeah, first Father's Day without... But like, I was gonna, Exactly, I was gonna, I was, that's why I stopped myself. I was like, just about to say first Father's Day without your dad, but he was never there anyway. Yeah, Father's Day's always been a little bit like meh, because like... I've always found that hard to find card, for instance, because no one that says that to a wonderful stepdad, so I'm just like, that's such like a kick in the teeth. Yeah. But then you also get the other foot is like, oh, like, see my wonderful dad, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't call him dad. So, like, I don't know. Let's get, like, one of them cards that just has, like, a picture of a cupcake on it or something. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but, like, obviously, like, he is my sister's dad. So, like, I've always found Father's Day a bit like because yeah. I'm like sort of sat there and every year it's the one sort of reminder that I get of like how my sister's 
what I've always seen as being like more lucky than me, like having mm. both parents and stuff. Yeah. So then this year it was even weirder, I think. Yeah. And I kind of regret not talking to him about it, but I just felt a bit like, oh, like, you know, again, I didn't know him. Like, what am I banging on about? Like, yeah. am I just trying to rinse my DPC membership at this point? But like. <laughs> Babe, you should squeeze it for every last penny. I know, it's like a loyalty card. Like, ain't legit. What happens if, like, you get both stamps? Like, could I get three because I have a set parent? Right, yeah, you could be. So, we have platinum members who are people who have lost both parents. So, you'd be, like, ultra platinum. platinum. Yeah. Oh, my God. We get to I mean, babe, that's not kill for you. No, oh, no. I, I quite like both of them. So, like, you know. But no, like eventually, I suppose I'll be a DPC member with three, three stamps. Yeah. Go me. Wow. It's like Pokemon, collect them all, apart from you yeah. really don't want to collect Kill them all. Yeah. Oh, wow, that took a really sinister turn. Always <laughs> does, babe. <laughs> I mean, let's, we are doing a podcast about death. <laughs> let's be honest. Classic sounds like InstaBio, like, talks about death all the time. I love talking about death. You do? Classic sound. Um... Anything else, darling? No, I... Oh, yeah, I didn't even get to the point of that. Just like, I don't know, like, I... And it's something that I need to take away, like, not being embarrassed or whatever, like, feeling like I can't say, oh, yeah, Father's Day's been a bit tricky this year. Yeah. Because I don't know, I just felt like, who... Actually, do you know what? I've said all of this, and that's a complete lie, so at the very, very end of the day, I think it's about 10pm or something, I said to some of the girls one of my so like the six girls it's two different groups of three well, but, and obviously I'm the fourth member yeah um, I said to one of the groups like oh actually I found today a bit tricky but I didn't say anything like when I was finding it tricky yeah like, I sort of said it as I was about to go to bed and like the day was going to be over and yeah was, just uh, so you know about a shit day bye <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I feel a bit peeped now because I'm being like oh yeah I didn't tell you <laughs> but no I kind of did but like it was too late really, I was sort of already almost over it at that point and I'd sort of yeah. just been in a crap mood all day and like, I don't know, I just feel like definitely make sure if you can, obviously it's like not easy to do, but just try and find at least like that one person that you can talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I regret like because I, to be honest, I don't know if I talk to you about something like that that's going to be subjective, objective, where we decided the word is. <laughs> <laughs> we must, must use a dictionary. Yeah, literally, you might have to Google it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, for things like that. But I don't know, it's easy said than done, isn't it, really? Always, babe, always, yeah. Classic. But yes, no. Um, yeah, we'll just say it is, thanks. Thanks for having me, babe. Babe, thank you so much for coming on. We've been talking about doing this for ages. Um... And I, I mentioned to Tiff earlier, I'd actually had a couple of people um, over the past few months ask if, um, like, we'd like interviewed anyone who whose parent had died that they, like, weren't close to. Um, so I'm glad that we got to tell this story as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it is definitely sort of a missing part of grief, really, like the sort of textbook things. Like, yeah. what do you do if, like someone dies that you don't know and yeah it was yeah mind-boggling stuff really mm-hmm. but yes 
Thank you for having me, though. So Thank you. By voice on the podcast. <laughs> also, at your adorable little flat in Sitters. And just spending the day with me. How many steps did we all today, did we say? Like, like fucking 30,000 steps or something stupid. Yeah, like something absolutely cray-cray. Um, yeah. And, yeah, putting up with me having to go find the crappiest tourist shop. So <laughs> I can buy my sister a postcard, because that's our tradition. Yeah. It. All right, babe. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We are on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website more information about dealing with grief losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast we're not providing healthcare we're just chatting shit <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See you next Tuesday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.